Haiti. So we've had it there since 1997. And uh, they texted us the other night that the people were burning things down around them. And they burned down St. Mark. Uh, it was this Port-au-Prince, but now it went to St. Mark. And now they were, they were asking for prayer. So please, we're going to pray for them. And then we're going to pray for Taiwan. Had a 6.9 earthquake today. And the eastern part, 600 people were trapped. In a building and buildings around there and then that's not all pakistan's been having huge floods 1500 people were dead hundreds are sleeping outside right now i mean i think they said i could be wrong but i think they said almost 40 percent or more of the country was underwater so look there's real things going on in this world there's real real traumatizing things going on people look you're dealing with real issues we serve a God that's with us. Amen. No matter what the enemy does, the enemy's going to come in. Look, if you get a healing and if you get freedom today, I'm going to tell you what. The first thing the enemy's going to do when you get out there is go, did you really get healed? Yeah, man. Did you really? <laughs> no, no, did you? No, he is. But did you really? He does the same thing with the word. What's the Bible say? The word is sown, right? Right. And then when you leave here, the enemy comes for the word. Don't think he's not coming for your freedom and your healing as well. Amen. All right, man. You have to make a conscious decision. This is what the word says. This is what I'm standing on. And I'm not believing all that. Amen. I'm not. I'm not. Look. He'll keep you on that hamster wheel if you do. So let's just pray right now. Haiti, Taiwan, Hurricane, and one other. Yeah, let's just pray the whole world. Pakistan. Yeah. Lord, right now we come before you, Lord. We lift up Taiwan and those people stuck in an earthquake, Lord Jesus, this morning, Lord. We pray that you will let all those alive be located, Lord. And we just pray that your mercy and grace on Taiwan right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. Lord, we pray for the people of Pakistan. There's at least 1,500 people killed since mid-June. And then there's millions of acres of land affected. 33 million total people were affected by this, Lord. Lord, we know that your, your mercy and grace is sufficient, Lord. But we pray for, for teams to go there. We pray for means to, to help people get food and, and the supplies that they need to continue life, Lord. We just pray against all this devastation in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray against the, the hurricane coming through right now to Puerto Rico. Lord, we pray that you will just make it go a different direction, Lord, and protect the people in its path, Lord Jesus. Lord, we know that you control the weather. We know that you have the power, Lord, to silence any storm, Lord. Lord, we believe with you, Lord Jesus, and we praise you, Lord. And I just pray over Haiti right now, Lord, and Destiny Village that we have down there, Lord, that you will protect Haiti, that you will protect your body of believers and innocent people in that country, Lord. And Lord Jesus, that you will be a, a light in that country, Lord. And Lord, we just pray for the rest of the world, Lord, to have an uprising of God-fearing people, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We praise you and thank you. Jesus' name. Like, real quick, uh, I just wanted to talk to you today. It's so crazy because I've been writing this this week. And it's about mercy and grace. Amen. That's what my title was today is Mercy and Grace. Amen. And it's no accident that what happened this before happened. Look, look, this is the God we serve. Amen. This is the God we serve. This is, this is not supposed to be a once every 40 week event. We're supposed to walk in this power. This is not supposed to be some motivational speech I give you. 
We come here. We strengthen each other. We tell the testimonies that God did throughout the week. I prayed for so-and-so, you know, and they were healed. Or I prayed for this person, and they were set free. That's the life of a believer. Look at the Bible. The life of a believer is power. It's, it's armor. It's, it's the armor of God. Why would God give us armor to sit down? No, the armor is to advance. You have, it doesn't have a shield on the back. Why? Because you're not supposed to retreat. Look, prayer life is essential. And I know it sounds so easy, but it, yet sometimes it can be so hard to do. You have to pray. Look, we have, you can see things shifting in here. Why? Because we're praying. We're praying, we're praying, we're believing. We don't want to live bound. Who wants to live bound and depressed? Who wants to live Who wants to live that way? You know, Jesus is mercy. Jesus was so patient with me. And I know he's been patient with you. That's why you're here. You're here because of the Lord's grace and mercy. You're alive right now because of the Lord's grace and mercy. You're not, you're not in hell right now because of the Lord's grace and his mercy. Right? It's, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing when you sit there and think about it. The problem is we kind of give the enemy more real estate in our heads yep. than, than, he, than he deserves. And we, and we give him more power than he has. Amen. Everything that he's saying to you is a lie. It's all built on lies. And look, once God sets you free from that, then you've got to tear down that way of thinking. That's called a stronghold. So the enemy spends years and years of your life teaching you to fear, right? God comes in and delivers you from that fear. But the stronghold's still there. The way of thinking is still there, right? You're free. But the, the way of thinking, that's why you've got to put the word of God in you. That's why you renew your mind. You renew everything. That's why. Because if you don't, you stay in that same way of thinking. It, it could end up, you know, afflicting you. We're just here because of the Lord's mercy. I have four reasons that the Lord came to earth. And the first three of the reasons, Jesus said these himself. This is found in John 3.17. We all know this one. This is right after the most popular verse, John 3.16. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Amen. So Jesus came not to condemn us. This He'll come back as the, the judge. He's coming back as the judge. But we have access right now because of the Lord's mercy. John 3.17. Jesus said that himself. God sent his son into the world. Not to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. How do you get saved? How do you get saved? The book of Romans says, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. And you will be saved. Amen. Peter says in Acts 2.38, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will, you will receive the Holy Spirit. I want to talk, in between that, you have to release forgiveness on everyone that's, that's hurt you. Because that will keep you on that hamster wheel. That will keep you living in torment. The enemy still has access to your mind, your emotions, and your thought life if you don't forgive other people. Forgiveness is absolutely Amen. key in the kingdom of God. Amen. Because how can he forgive you if we're harboring stuff against others? He can't. We have to walk in forgiveness. The next reason is found in Luke 
The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me, this is Jesus, to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Now let me tell you something. There's a lot of people with broken hearts. To proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. To set at liberty those who are oppressed. Let me ask you a question. Why does the church believe that Christians can't be oppressed? Why? Why? We walk around, we have a lot of Christian brothers and sisters on anxiety medication. We have them on depression medication. We have people that are fear. These are brothers and sisters in Christ. And that is oppression. That is, a, the Bible calls it a spirit of heaviness. Listen, life happens, right? Life happens. Traumatic things happen, even after we're Christians, right? Things try to oppress you. But we have victory through Jesus. We realize, hey, that's that's coming that's coming from you have to realize a couple things. Where it's coming from, you identify it. That's what spiritual battle is. You identify it. Oh, okay, I'm hearing this, this, and this. That's not of God. Get behind me. Right? That's not lining up with the word of God. That's the easiest way to tell. You get your you get, you have to get your mind right before you can ever impact anything else. So why did Jesus come? The first one was to save the world. Through him, not condemn them. The second reason was to set the captives free. Look, he wouldn't have come if, if nobody was captive. What's the point? There's a lot of captive people. God didn't take up every curse on the cross. Everything, everything that we've ever done. Every sin of mankind for me to walk around all down. But walk in power, walk in his might. Do you walk in his power and his might? Does he, did he run through your mind this week? Or, did, or is he just running through your mind right now? Because you will live a defeated life if God is not in your thoughts. John 17.3 says, this is the third reason why Jesus came. John 17.3 says, Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. So he came to restore the relationship with God. He said those three things himself. Think about that. He wants to make you whole. He wants to, you to walk in it. John, 1 John 3.8 says, The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. What is the devil's work? We just talked about it, to keep people oppressed and in bondage, not, not knowing if they're saved or not. I know, listen, I'm a, I know past can be difficult to overcome. I know it. I know things that have happened to people as difficult. I know things that happened by chance or just by people you trusted. I get it. I know there's traumatic experiences. I know there's things that try to stick with you the rest of your life. Right? And I believe things come at you and they try to destroy you because God sees, or the enemy sees the calling on your life. So what he's trying to do is come in early, come in when you're young or whatever, and he tries to destroy you before you can get walking in that calling. Because why in the world would the enemy fight you so much if you're not going to do anything for God? There's no reason to. He, I believe that the enemy has, he's been around a long time, he's seen a lot of people. I believe that he can see it, like see 
a certain amount of what God's going to use you for. You see, you know what I mean? He can see those things. And he wants to destroy us. The Bible says that plainly. To kill, steal, and destroy. But look, we don't have to be destroyed. We just have to have a prayer life. We have to have faith. We have to get around like-minded believers. We have to praise. Do you know how the easiest way to get the enemy to stop hitting your mind is you start praising him. You start praising the Lord. Amen. You start praising the Lord, the enemy cannot stand in that. Amen. He cannot stand in the praise. He cannot come against it. This is this is the gospel. Like Just praise him. Praise him. We've been praying by God. Look, we have a praying church. We've been praying. Like of the last two weeks, we prayed every single day, I think. And that's not to boast. That's to say this is we know how much we need God. We need the Lord. I mean, we I would be willing to stay and pray after church. That's how much we need God. Look, the days are getting darker. They're not getting brighter. The enemy has ramped up its, his attacks. Part-time Christians will never beat full-time devils. You won't. If you're a part-time Christian, you won't beat a full-time enemy. Because he's working overtime. He's working overtime for your thought life. He's working overtime to keep you up miserable at night. We're wondering, what if, what if, what if, what if is the biggest lie in the history of his, of his arsenal? Because 99.9% of things never happen. But we give him that real estate, and then he takes your peace. And, then the, and God's just sitting there the whole time, have faith that I got it. Have faith. You know, it sounds so easy, and I realize this, it sounds easy to give up your past, but it's not. It sounds easy to get rid of the guilt and shame, but I know it's not. You know, you don't have to know how to give it to God. All you have to do is know how to confess it to him. Amen. Giving it to him is not your job. Confessing it is your job. Amen. And then when he takes it, he takes it. We thank God for his grace and his mercy. And I'm just kind of speeding up a little bit because we got started a little later. But the greatest example of mercy is the cross. Amen. Amen. Look, we would be a, even we would be worse off if we if we didn't have the cross. The resurrection of Jesus reminds you of your future in him. Without the resurrection of Jesus, we're all lost. There's no hope. There's no forgiveness. We would be tormented. But God's calling his people now in this generation to be to have faith. There's no other time. God does not want his people to be beat down, barely making it. How are you doing today? Well, I don't know, brother. No, that's not going to get it anymore. It's, hey, you have your armor on. You're doing battle. But look. When you're, when you're pressing in in the Lord, you're not going to get tired in your natural. You only get tired and wore out and beat down when you're doing it in your own strength. Amen. You don't get burnt out in God. No. We are overcomers if we walk by faith. No one here is perfect, but God's not calling you to be perfect. He's calling you to be honest with him, Amen. and he's calling you to repent. Amen. If you live that life... Humility, Lord, I don't know it all. And you know when you deal harshly with somebody, like if I say something to Rose I shouldn't say, or act something, I, I know immediately, hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, forgive me. That's what the Lord's looking for. He's not looking, he's, why wouldn't I, why wouldn't I want to say sorry if I was wrong? Amen. 
Turn to John 8, 1 and 11. John 8, 1 through 11. We all know this story. We've all heard it. But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Now early in the morning, he came again into the temple. And all the people came to him. And he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery. An adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery. In the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded that such should be stoned. But what do you say? This they said, testing him, that they might have something of which to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger, as though he did not hear. So when they continued asking him, he raised himself up and said to them, He who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. And then again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Then those who heard it, being convicted by their conscience, went out one by one, beginning with the oldest even to the last. And Jesus was left alone with the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Ooh, don't you love this story? This is an example of God's love in a generation. Woman was caught in the very act. And he did not condemn her. Jesus is still saying the same thing to us today. Who is there to condemn you? No one. Repent, no matter what you've done. No matter what you've done, guilt and shame cannot hold on to you. You pleaded under the blood of Jesus. Look, we've all have a past. We, everybody in here, we all have regrets. But they're all covered under the blood of Jesus if you're a Christian. Amen. He doesn't remember them at all. He didn't remember this woman's right here when we saw it. He doesn't remember yours. If you are honest in your heart, you repent. Amen. Repentance is key. Being honest with the Lord. Amen. He doesn't condemn you. Just repent and return. He's calling. Listen, I'm, I'm going to tell you what I've been feeling during prayer. He's calling us. He's calling people back to him right now. This is a, a true season of grace. But listen, if we do not heed his warning... If we do not come back and really repent and turn from our sins, then that's when the, the judgment stuff comes. Look, it's not all about grace, grace, and grace. But there is grace available to you. Amen. Grace. Grace. But listen, it's, does, if, you, if you stay stuck in a certain sin, you have to get rid of it. I'm convinced that all addiction is, is, is of the devil. All addiction. It can be addiction to caffeine. It can be addiction to whatever it is you can fill in the blank. You know, they say, well, you shouldn't treat everything like a demon. Well, a lot of people don't treat anything like a demon. 
I'd rather treat it like a demon and get you free from it and then find out it wasn't later. Because you're going to walk in freedom. Look, Jesus' ministry was casting out demons. Why do we think we're any different? And we, when we live in a society where literally right now we're seeing the enemy convince men that are women and women that they're men because something happened and entered their life at a young age, and then something happened to them, and nobody was there to help them. Amen. We're watching it happen right in our very eyes, and the church's pulse is like this. Yeah. It's like this. When there's spiritual warfare, we'll sit here and say, everything we know everything is not... Uh, carnal, and we know everything's spiritual, but then we do nothing spiritual. God is calling us to, to better things. Look, when Jesus called everybody in the Bible, what was the first thing he said? He gave them authority over unclean spirits. It wasn't the second, it wasn't the third, it wasn't the fourth, but every time he sent somebody out to preach the gospel, he gave them authority. We have to know, what does it say? What the enemy's doing. We have to be aware. And look what he's doing now. He's coming after kids at Disney, and we still have church folk going to Disney. Why? Because my kids want to go. When Disney will come out and say, we're coming after your kids. I can't quit watching Marvel. Why? You shouldn't even be watching it. You don't go to, look, there's a spiritual war. It's going all around us. All the time. But we can, we have freedom. Hebrews 4, 4, Hebrews 4, 14 through 16 says this. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we, do not, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in your time of need. Listen, that is very clear. How do we deal with this? We come up through faith. You get, like, let's just say we're praying right now, right? I say, hey, come on up. You come out, you're stepping out in faith. And you're coming to the throne of mercy and grace. And then you're confessing to God, this is what I'm dealing with. I know, I know what your word says. And then once you get freedom of it, you start standing on that word. And then when the enemy comes after you leave here and says, what if? Did you get this? You say, I got it. Amen. And you start hitting him with the word. You don't hit him with the you don't hit him with your own thoughts. No, you hit back with the word of the Lord. Amen. Ephesians 1, 7 and 8 says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound towards us in all wisdom and prudence. The difference between grace and mercy is that grace is getting what we don't deserve. If you are a Christian today, Jesus took what we deserved on the cross to offer you and I grace and mercy. Amen. He didn't have to do it. He had 12 legions of angels at his beck and call. He did it, why? To restore the relationship with the Heavenly Father. 
to not have to condemn us right now, to give us eternal life, to set the captives free, to destroy the works of the devil. But the church doesn't teach us. So, so we went through a whole period where we don't learn about spiritual warfare for years. For years. We say it, we sing the songs, this is how I fight my battles, but guess who we call? We call our best friend when we're going through a battle. We'll tell the battle to our we'll tell the battle to our therapist. But 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 this is real and we laugh because it's true. Our marriages will be broken, but the Lord doesn't know about it. Amen. Our homes will be broken, but we didn't take it to the Lord. Amen. When when I'm just reading to you right here, he took everything on the cross. Everything, your broken marriage, your feeling of, of whatever it is, your feeling of guilt, shame, condemnation. When those things start to come over you, you say, no, that's not what God has for me. Get behind me. Get behind me, Satan, in the name of Jesus. Get out of my mind. Get out of my home. You're not paying rent in my home. You need to start talking to these things that are trying to talk back to you with the word of God. Put Bible verses all around your house. Put them on a little post. Put it on your mirror. When you close your mirror, there it is. Put it on your cabinet. Well, there it is. Start meditating on the word of God. Amen. Because that's renewing your mind. Amen. When, you, when you meditate on the word of God, do whatever you have to do to get the word of God in you. That's washing your mind. Amen. That's giving you the mind of Christ. Yes. That's giving you the mind of Christ. I feel the anointing right there. You have to do that. Amen. What has America done with the freedom of religion that God has given this country? Think about it. We're bound up. We have things going on. We have, I read an article the other day. It says um, by 2045, Christianity will be the minority religion in the U.S. Wow. And you know, a lot of times we say, well, I'm glad I'm older. I won't be here then. Stop that nonsense. God did not cause you to be fearful. Amen. God, God put Daniel, God put Daniel where Daniel was, and guess what? He always had a voice in the land. Nehemiah where Nehemiah was. Amen. Look, he doesn't want cowards. You stand in faith. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego oh, says, hey, even if our God doesn't oh, save us, so what? We'll never bow to you. And guess what? They changed the laws in the whole land because of three people that stood against it. Do you hear what I'm saying this morning? You have access. You have an advocate with the Father that cares for you. He cares for your soul. He cares for your sins. He's taken them all so you don't have to live bound. But what you have to do is have faith you have to have a prayer life. You have to read his word. Yes. You know, you can sit down and watch 10 shows of Netflix, but let's just try reading 15 minutes of God's word. Come on. You know, and it's true. This is not this is not against you. We all go through these things. You know, we'll start reading. I can't sleep all night, but you start reading the Bible and you're that's the best sleeping pill because you're sleeping three minutes. No, because I believe it has something to do with the enemy doesn't want you reading the Word of God. That's why you can sit there and watch Netflix until 4 in the morning and not, and not have to do anything. But we know it's true. We're so distracted, and we wonder why we're so distracted in our walk with Jesus, and we wonder why we're, we're broken. God, where are you? 
Where are you? He's saying, I'm right here. I said I would never leave you or forsake you. Are you saying the promises over your life? That's why the Bible verses have them around your house. Oh, he'll never leave me or forsake me. I know I'm feeling like this today, but God, I know you said you'll never leave me or forsake me. God, I know you forgive all my sins. And watch this. When that stuff, that stuff will start leaving you. Because it won't want to talk to you no more. Because guess what? It knows what you're going to say. Glory. Yes. No. But if it comes to you and it goes, and it goes, well, you, you know, you're not saved. And you go, well, maybe I'm not. No. You say no. Romans says confess and believe. I, I repented. I was baptized. You start saying that. Yes, I am saved. It, listen, saved is not a feeling. Hallelujah. Saved is not a feeling. You know, if I went around the room right now and I said, are you saved? You'd base it off how you feel. And then you would say, oh, that's not a very good church service today because I didn't feel like it was. We base a lot of things, our, our spiritualness, off how we feel. We based off if God moved, based off how we feel. And that's not, look, we're fickle people. It's not supposed to be off emotions. It's off of the word of God. That's forever settled in heaven. It's not open for debate. I hope everybody's hearing me today. Amen. Keep on teaching. <laughs> Look, what what must we do? We, we, are, we are to be thankful. We're to be thankful. We have to have a heart of thankfulness. Okay, we have to walk in humility. God, God always says that we have to be humble. And he'll Amen. lift you up. Amen. We should always be willing to help each other. Yes. Brother or sister in need. Amen. Our hearts should always be full of praise. Lord. This is not our home. No. Do you know how awesome it is? Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Amen. Amen. I don't love this world. Sometimes I'm like, Lord, are you coming today? But then again... It's not about what I want. You know, we all want the easy way out, but look, I believe once you see Jesus face to face, everybody in this room will wish they had done more for Jesus, no matter how much we do. God's calling us to walk in holiness. We have to live a life that honors our Father. I'm going to tell you right now, if you're allowing Jesus' name to be taken in vain in your house, you have no authority over the devil. You have none. Devil's convinced if you're watching fornication or sex on your TV, you have no authority over the devil. You wouldn't take your mom's name as a cuss word, would you? You would turn it off. You'd be offended if somebody used your mom's name as a cuss word. But we let our Lord and Savior's name be thrown around as a cuss word all the day long. And we say, oh, okay, it's okay. Look, this is a spiritual battle. The enemy's doing whatever he can to kill, steal, and destroy. Yep. He knows what he's doing. And this is not to scare you. It's to, it's to, it's to say this is what's been being birthed out of prayer. Look, there's a sense of urgency. I'm telling you right now, Jesus is coming back soon. You can look all around us. All the players in the Middle East are already there. Russia, I mean, things are unstable. All it takes is somebody hit hit a button real quick. Then everything's, then what? You think you're going to be able to get saved in panic? You ever, you ever hear the stories of 9-11, the towers falling? They said that the churches that were there saying there was such a panic in the city. First of all, they didn't know what was going on. So be mindful. 
If you're in a time of peace right now, the storm is coming. You prepare for battle in times of peace. That's what I've learned. And I have my fair share of battles. Look, I had to overcome a lot of things too, but the Lord brought me through them all. I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm not ashamed to sit here and say, look, I'm, I'm not a spiritual juggernaut or anything. Look, it takes a lot of prayer. It takes a lot of people praying for you. Yeah. It takes a lot of time with God. You don't you don't get to, to walk in your calling. You don't get to walk in the goodness and everything he has for you if you're not spending time with the Father. But once you do, once you go, okay, I'm not going to let it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tear away. I'm going to do all this. What does grace and mercy of our Lord Jesus offer you? It gives you eternal life. That's a fringe benefit. That's not the main benefit. That's an extra benefit. He gives us the Holy Spirit. He gives us power and victory over sin. The Holy Spirit dwells within you. He makes us joint heirs with Christ. He conforms us to Christ. Causes all things to work together for our good. He will hear your prayers. He gives us gifts of the Spirit. It produces fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace. We all need peace in this generation. I'm telling you, there's an attack on the mind and the homes of people. There's a... Look, I said this, I said this like a week ago. You can look at somebody when they're going through an addiction of drugs and you can say, oh man, that person's going through it. But if somebody's going through an attack in the mind, you would never know it. There's an attack on the generation. You have to have your mind in Christ. He gives us a calling and a job to do on this earth. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Then when this life passes, guess what? We get to meet him face to face. Jesus is looking for people that will serve him. He says there are many called, but few are chosen. Are you going to be chosen? Are you going to say, Lord, I don't look, I don't know how to get started, but I trust in you and step out in faith. It starts with reading your word. starts with coming to the Bible study. Put as much God as you can in you. Every single day, put as much God in you as you can. You can't put too much. Put the phone down. You look at your screen time. You have eight hours in a day, or 24 hours in a day. You sleep eight. You work eight. What are you doing with the other eight? Just like this, you work, what, 60 years? Or you work 40 years or something? Or 60 years? You, you work 20? sleep 20 and you do this, you know, retire the other 20. <laughs> but put, put, as, put as much God in you as you can. Look, it's the most fulfilling thing you'll ever do, but for some reason we don't do it. This is not to condemn you. This is to say, look, this is what I've learned. And if you're fearful, that's, that's a spirit of fear. It's not a part of you. We know that God did not give us a spirit of fear. We understand that verse more than a lot of other verses. So when that spirit of fear comes on you, Lord, I know you didn't give me the spirit of fear. Lord, get this thing off of me. So 1 Peter 4, 12 and 13 says, Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you. As though something 
strange has happened to you. But rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's suffering. That when his glory is revealed, you may be also glad with exceedingly, with exceeding joy. God has mercy and grace for you today. You've just seen that. Mercy is, is compassion, love, is a compassionate love for the weak. And grace is generous love to the unworthy. Humans are weak and unworthy. We all need God's grace and mercy. Mercy takes us to the path of forgiveness, while grace leads us to reconciliation. Can we acknowledge that we need God's grace and mercy today? Amen. Amen. But you can accept it today as well. We have to know our identity. We come to him in faith. We confess that we need him. This is a big one right here. And this, this, we can all, um, Dixon, you want to come up? Chris? It's raining out. We can preach till it stops raining, right? <laughs> you guys don't want to get wet anyway. As long as you're good for about three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> On a serious note, though, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. And he shall direct your paths. Put down your own reasoning. Put down, if you're on the hamster wheel, if you're if you're discouraged, if you're if you're barely holding on. Put down your own understanding. Acknowledge Him. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, or to be right with Him. And all these things shall be added unto you. Matthew 6.33 Look, the promises are there. Are you, are you seeing them? Are you living the promises? That's the thing. He's not here to condemn you. He's here so you'll walk in wholeness. Broken made whole. How are we going to do that if our church is living in fear, condemnation, guilt, shame? The peace of God that passes all understanding is available to everyone in here. And everyone in here should get something out from the Lord today. All you have to do is just say, Hey Lord, I need it. Lord, I'm sorry. Lord, I step out in faith. Lord, I'm tormented with this, Lord. I can't get over it. But I know I'm, I'm confessing it. And he's a loving God. We just read about his verses where he caught the woman in the very act. And he did not condemn her. He's not here to condemn you right now. He's here to forgive you. He's here to love you. To fill up your heart with joy, peace. Which we all want. Abundant life doesn't always mean money. We want it to mean money, but it doesn't. It means health, peace, love, compassion. So I'll open up the altars, and this is the whole plan. We all, we know, we had a lot of prayer, but if you're 
just stepping out in faith. And you'll, you'll just come up here. You don't have to have anybody prayer. If you have any need, any need, any burden, any 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 request, make your request known to the Lord today. And we would like to either pray with you or we can all just come as a church family because we all have needs. And if it's easier just to invite everybody up, we'll all come up. Come on up. Come on, everybody. We all have, we all have something going on. Lies of the enemy in the name of Jesus. We 